is it pronounced Pedroya or Pedro? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Cut it. Cut. All right. So we got that out of the way. Cut. Glad you knew that you had to laugh after that. LOL. Hey guys, it's Doobie Brothers Podcast presented by the Brotherly Game. I'm AJ and I'm with Luke. It's July 22nd. This is episode number 26 for us. Um, currently right now, number 26 is worn by our starting left center back, Austin Trusty. So that's who this episode will be named after. Awesome. Yeah, awesome. Also worn, uh, who's worn 26 is a fan favorite, Kian Daniel. Um, Second time making this list. Yeah. Or, uh, naming thing, whatever you call it. Yeah, he wore number 17, so he got a shout out them and... He also wore 26. He's playing in GKS Tichy in the Polish second tier. Um, also, 26 was worn by a guy, Morgan Langley, who currently is retired, last played for St. Patrick's Athletic. And interesting, Christian Arietta also wore 26. He was the first one to wear it. Um, he might still be playing in the PDL for FA Euro, but interesting fact about him was he was a winner of an Italian football reality show, Campione, and he was granted a trial with Serie A side Inter. So kind of a cool little story behind him. So you might remember him. But this is episode 26. It's going to be Austin Trusty's episode. So this episode, we're going to go through the Chicago game, talk about some of the big things there, talk about the union best, union worst on the night. Um, and then the second half of the show, uh, we'll talk a little bit... Zlatan might make uh, an appearance in our talking points. Um, and uh, we'll get into a Montreal preview. So buckle up. Let's talk about fire. Hey, Luke. Hey. So Luke got to go to the game. I had to, I had to watch at home. I was tweeting for the Brotherly game. So uh, hopefully you enjoyed my tweets if you checked those out. Or maybe you didn't. Um, Regardless, I'll do it again. <laughs> so, Luke, tell me about your night at the game. I heard it was a little warm. Uh, yeah, it was It was quite warm. Uh, roughly 2,000 degrees uh, Celsius. Um, and, yeah, you could feel it. I heard, And you said you could see it. Yeah, it was weird. It was one of those weird, like, heats where you kind of see the air. It was so, like, kind of humid and just, just gross. Mm-hmm. So you, you just see and just feel the hot air. Uh, that was not fun. Yeah, and you could tell that it was, like, affecting the entire game. Yeah. Um, I was, like, excited to tweet, and I was, you were at the game, so I was tweeting on my own, and uh, then there wasn't much that happened in the game. I was kind of, like... It was definitely a slower game. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, it just, understandably, like, I, you just, I was, it was kind of a game where uh, I kind of nervous for, like, the players, like, health. You know, like it was that hot. It was that kind of scary. If it was, if it was like during the day, there's no chance. That, I feel like they wouldn't have been able to play that game. Right. So at right. least like the sun was down, which helped like marginally. But it was, and there was like even like rumors that like they could still potentially delay it or postpone it, postpone it like for weeks. Um, but unfortunately, that didn't happen because I took took my girlfriend up for like the one game a year she comes up for, and unfortunately, she had to go to that one. So it was like scorcher but uh she was a trooper and uh we had a fun little weekend 
Speaking of scorchers, <laughs> Marco Fabian. There you go. Yeah, there you go. Had himself a little bit of a scorcher. Got Segway. the start. And um, on the free kick, Harris to Wagner to Fabian to the back of the net. Yeah. Now, how was your view for that goal? That was good. Yeah, I'm at uh, section 109, so that, like, kind of off the visitor bench. What do we say in that section? 109, feeling fine. <laughs> That's what we always we say. We always say. The whole, whole section. <laughs> Uh, no, yeah, so I had a nice angle of uh, that little buildup. Um, I, I, when I, when seeing that, that set piece uh, build from Harris to Wagner to Fabian, I was kind of I was like, oh, great, this is, this is going to work out. This is dumb play because we never score on set pieces unless it's that, like the one Harris uh, shot. But it worked out. It was awesome. Yeah, definitely. It was kind of in the same boat. I wanted, I just wanted the ball to be in the box. We, got, we had our right. tall guys up. We, yeah. we could out jump. It's a. It's a sticky hot day. You never know what's going to happen with the balls in the box. And so I just want to put the ball into the box when we get a chance. Yeah. I just feel like whenever anyone tries to be like too cute and like fancy on set plays, it like rarely works out. But this is this is a time where it worked out. So, yeah. And um, that was Fabian's actually second shot of the game. His first shot was pretty wayward. And I remember mentioning that in tweets. I said, oh, man, hope he finds his shooting boots. And tweeted that out. Then literally like two minutes later, he hits this one. Nice. And people started like firing messages back at me. <laughs> like Tweeter's curse. Yeah, the tweeter's curse. <laughs> like, you've all heard of it. And so people are giving me a hard time with that one, rightfully so, because he, he found his shooting boots all right. And that was that was quite the hit. Yep. Up for a goal of the week. So go on MLSsoccer.com and vote for Marco Fabian to beat probably Zlatan. Zlatan and like... Josie had a sick back heel goal. Yeah, his one win. And then what was it? There, uh, there New, was New England guy had a volley. Oh, yeah, yeah. The new, was, new striker. Yeah. Bow, bow. And yeah. then Minotis had an awesome. Oh, yeah. Like, he, just single play, like, taking off the hold around Toronto defense. Yeah, so, he took on four a lot, a lot of competition this week, but uh, at least it's cool he's got in there. Yeah, definitely. Um, so that was that was exciting. And then, then the game kind of just went, yeah. went on. Not much was happening. It was a pretty... Like middle of the field type uh, game, like everything was happening middle of the field. No, not a lot of chances both ways. It wasn't very open. Yeah, um, it and it was just you could just tell players were very hot, very tired. The ball wasn't flying. It wasn't moving very quickly. Um, it wasn't like tackles were really aggressive. It wasn't like there was much intensity. It was just no. I kind mean, of just a survival. Let's try to survive to the end of the game and hope our team has more goals than the other team. <laughs> yeah. I, and, uh, like, on the Chicago side, it was pretty typical for them, like, the Schweinsteiger weird drop into sweeper thing, which, like, I guess, like, diminished some of our attack just because there's more bodies uh, behind the ball. But, um, and, and then, then CJ had a pretty typical CJ performance, just banging with the, with Trusty and, and Elliot. And he had a couple headers and a decent looks, but, uh, you know, nothing, nothing too threatening as a typical CJ performance goes. Um, yeah, CJ CJ looked pretty decent. He um he did have some good battles with uh Trusty. Him and Trusty got tangled up a couple times in the first half. I thought it was gonna kinda of develop into more of a thing, but then it kinda of calmed down. Yeah. Um I forget what there was a there was a oh, Aronson and Mihalovic. They had a couple oh, scraps yeah, in yeah. the first half That's also true. where I was I was thinking that was kind of a cool two young right. midfield players who are both kind of battling each other for um hopefully some future national team looks and yeah. and uh, I'd, I'd say it was kind of a stalemate between those two. Um, yeah, I didn't see much from Mihailovic. Aronson also had a kind of a, a quiet game, but I feel mm-hmm. like it wasn't as bad as um, 
some of his recent performances. I feel like he was a little more involved in this game. Mm-hmm. Um, still nothing to, like, really get too excited about. Um, the one thing that, like, with this game being such a, I don't know, kind of like a, a slow kind of energyless game, it was a, kind of the perfect sub to bring in uh, Anthony DeFontana. Definitely. And I, and I feel like we all expected the they'll see you first up or maybe even like Andrew Vooten get in there in there mm-hmm. early uh, to get him minutes. But, uh, I think bringing in Fontana was a, was a great call cause he's the guy to bring that energy if, if nothing else. So it was a great call by Curtin. Yeah, definitely. Um, another good call by Curtin and Grant, we're all disappointed. We, we want Wooten, yeah. Wooten to get in and we all want to see him score us goals. But I, I, yeah, Fontana was definitely showed. He was, he was a good player to put into the midfield, bring some energy. Speaking of energy, Fafa had a good game. Yeah. I thought he was very energetic on a night where the other 21 players are pretty lackadaisical. Fafa did look like he had legs to move, and right. so he was running all over. I mean, he's just, like, the most fit guy, so you know that he would be. he's going to be the best prepared for a, a night like that um, for, compared to anyone on the field. So not not a huge surprise there, but, yeah, he had, he had a solid performance and got some – some looks. Uh, I remember that for early in the second half, he like somehow like got the ball or fought Schweinsteiger off a ball and had this crazy angle that uh, deflected off the goalkeeper. But yeah, he it, made a make, made a good shot out of nothing. Yeah, yeah. which was which was good. Um, so yeah, Fontana was a good sub. Obviously, uh, got himself the goal real early early after coming in. Um, and you kind of watch that play. So Wagner gets the ball, plays around a defender. Gets tackled, takes on, you know, kind of fights off a couple defenders. And there's a big open space in the middle of the box. And the, let's see, Shabilko is kind of at the top of the box. Uh, Fafa's trying to back up Wagner. And then Fontana's at the top of the box. And thankfully, Fontana saw the big gap in the middle of the box and made that run. And that's where fresh legs definitely helped. Because Shabilko obviously is a, you know, stud striker. But you could just tell there there weren't legs there, and and he was just too tired. Yeah, and I mean that that was also just incredibly poor defending from Chicago to leave that open and oh, yeah. to track Fontana. They were all just kind of ball watching Wagner, like seeing what he was doing on on the ground and still scrapping mm-hmm. for the ball. And and they they were all shouting for um a handball on him. I think it was. Oh yeah, yeah, because yeah. he was like he kind of the ball landed on the ball, but not really. I mean, he was yeah, he was on the ground and. And he definitely, like, was very wary and, like, kept his hands and, like, didn't, like, his arms close to his body just to, to make sure the ref didn't, yeah, he didn't, he didn't gain have, any, get a chance to call that. Didn't gain any advantage yeah. by the ball accidentally yeah. hitting his arm. But, like, the goalie, like, ran straight to the to the side uh, the assistant oh, ref really? to, to get that, to try to argue to a... He went to the, the side ref. Yeah, he ran all over. And then and then the, all, the, all the other guys started running to, like, the center ref with the, yeah, the, the goalkeeper. I was going to say, the side ref would have been pretty far away from it. He was on yeah, the other side. Yeah, the opposite side. It was, yeah. yeah, that was odd. And... Maybe I don't know where the center ref was, but he, I'm sure he had a better angle at least. But mm-hmm. yeah, that was interesting. Yeah, I'm glad VAR didn't overturn that one. I mean, that would have been not. I mean, obviously because we're Union fans, but I think that would have been a poor use of VAR. Right. If you want to hear more about our opinions on VAR, go to our last last week's episode. We had our dad on, yeah. and he had some good feelings on VAR that yeah. uh, we got into pretty deep. So check that one out. That one's a good one for. You know, you didn't have to watch. That's that's not a time sensitive one. So basically, you yeah. listen to that episode and enjoy it anytime. Yeah. Um, I haven't listened to it yet. I'm, I'm planning on listening to it sometime. Oh, it's a good one. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah. I'll check it out. Um, so Fontana's fresh legs were a good sub. Elsino, he he was kind of quiet until the end of the game. Yeah. Um, kind of got to dance. He he. <laughs> there was a point at midfield 
where he just kind of went by uh, Schweinsteiger, and Schweinsteiger just kind of was like, at the end of that game, just the Chicago players were just so out of it and just so over that game. Like yeah. we easily could have scored a goal in the extra time, but like even though we were just kind of like just trying to grind it out and just yeah. kill time, well, just kill but time, get it out was of this. Uh, it was funny to watch how like these these professional players like. And, and it was all, like, understood. Like, it was a crazy hot night, and it, the game was over. But they just, they're all just like, all right, let's just, just, just get home. Just go. Yeah. Just go. Yeah. yeah. It, was, it was interesting. And even, like, we, like, got, like, a, a a foul call right outside the box. And it was, like, great chance for a goal. And it was, like, 90-second minute, and it was just, like, just kicked to the corner. I don't know. Like, not that, that they did that, but it was just, like, that's just kind of the vibe. Like, no mm-hmm. one really cares. Like, it's just end this game. Right. Go home. They get it. That chance, though, Elsino took it. Right? I think he just kicked it into the wall. Yeah. I think he was trying to go low. Yeah, yeah. I, had a feel, I, I kind of had a feeling he was going to do, try to do something tricky like that just, yeah. just because there was I, no, I mean, real, no real desperation to make Harris try to curl one in. Um, yeah. So let, let Elsino try, try something a little tricky yeah. at that so point. So it was a you know, hot night, but a professional performance from, uh, from the, the union. So. And that's exactly what uh, Jim Curtin said in his post-game press conference. And one of the first things it was not the best performance, but a professional performance where they they got the two goals. They kept the shutout, which was the first shutout in a few weeks. Um, Blake really wasn't too busy. Sapong yeah. had a few headers. But they were just kind of right to him. So yeah. nothing too worry, worryful. Worrisome. Now, if, if they weren't right at Blake, we, we would have had a little more of a game. It would have been definitely more interesting trying to watch the two teams fight for the points. But right. they're pretty much our points. As soon as Fabian scored that goal, basically, there yeah. was no real, no real fight. Yeah, I mean, Chicago had that one rip off the crossbar in the, oh, in the, yeah. the second half, rip. but yeah. other than that, yeah, it wasn't too uh, too threatening of a game. So you're yeah, kind of a boring one, but uh, three points or three points. So three points or three points, especially when the one week that Eastern Conference teams are actually also getting three points, it was very necessary. Yeah, the the conference standings have gotten real tight. Yeah, and. The Union cannot afford to give up any results anymore. They've gotten very lucky with other teams pulling draws against each other in the Eastern Conference or losing to Western Conference teams, so they haven't been gaining points like they should be. But last week, we, we uh, Atlanta is one win behind us, and they have a game in hand. Yeah, so that's scary. And they DC, have at least, is a little further down, which is nice, just because we, we just hate D.C. We just so like just we're nice we're in D.C. Them. United land. Everyone we know yeah. pretty much is D.C. fans. So we, we're anti-D.C. United people. Um, so they're sliding down. Yeah. Uh, and then two New Yorks are four and five. Yeah, New York City FC is still, is still for some reason, still has four games in hand. Yeah, ridiculous. MLS classic. <laughs> but they're still, you know, lurking. So, so yeah, we need really need to just keep picking up points. Yeah, this this weekend will be a big one because the Union play Montreal. Montreal are in a big slide, and their goal differential is embarrassing. This, but yeah, um, Eastern Conference is so crazy because they were like, I felt like they were in second place like a second just ago, a couple weeks ago. Yeah, mm-hmm. but yeah, so they're now in six. And so yeah, we got win. We got win this upcoming weekend because that's a a six point game, six point swing basically. Right. And I, I mean, I think we will be able to. We'll get into that in a little bit in the yep. second half of the show. Um, I would say there's two letdowns from this game. The first one we mentioned was Wooten not getting in, but uh, Jim made the right call, I think. I hope I hope we see Wooten this weekend. Yeah, I, w- I would hope to see him start. Yeah, I, and we'll get into that against right, the Montreal right, right. game. But Easy, easy. Easy. Hold, <laughs> hold. 
The other letdown was the Wagner yellow card because I didn't realize this at the time. He pulled back Nikolic in the first half and picked up a soft, I mean, it's kind of a soft yellow, but yeah. it was definitely, it was a yellow, no doubt about it, but nothing too exciting. Yeah, but, but it's going to cost the, him a game. Yeah. So it's his fifth yellow, so he has to sit out the next game. Uh, we're going to talk about that in the second half compared to Zlatan when he got his fifth yellow. But yeah, so those are the only two letdowns. Otherwise, we kept a clean sheet. We put in two goals from uh, two players who pretty much, does, I mean, Fabian with the blast and then Fontana deserves goals. Do you think we see more of Fontana in the next few weeks? Um, I, I, I mean, yeah, I think so. I think um, he's kind of earning the... Not that he didn't have it, but earning the kind of respects from the coaches, uh, like Curtin and, and Tanner both came out and said, like, yeah, he this kid needs should has earned the, his spot on the field, and uh, Tanner seems to really like him now, and and I think he's he's showing that he can really bring a lot to the field to the team even as a sub, which is a great uh great thing to see. Aronson or Fontana right now? Who do you choose to start? Um, okay, uh, to start, yeah. Um, Oh yeah, I wouldn't ask you to sub. Well, I, I, I don't <laughs> just like to, I don't know who who do you like to want to see more or whatever, but I guess that means to start. Uh, and I, I think Fontana. I think if we're going into Montreal and Montero is still not ready to go, I think I'd want to see Fontana get a start. Do you play him at the ten or at the eight? At the eight, because Fabian's the ten, mm-hmm. um, and I, I think that's fine. Um, I, I I thought he, like he was a, a more. Um, uh, more fit number eight than number ten, but it, well, when he came in this game, he played at the ten uh, when when Aronson was still in the field playing the eight, which was interesting. Yeah, and I, I kind of saw them interchange a little bit. I, I was kind of watching that. I, I feel like Aronson did kind of step a little higher than Fontana. Fontana was tracking back a little more at times, but right. but, but, yeah. but I mean that was just but, a couple minutes until you know he came in and they kind of right. shift uh, formation. But um, so you want to see Fontana start and. I just think he earned it. Like, not that Aronson, like, Aronson's been playing fine, just he hasn't playing, hasn't made, like, made a very, like, clear impact that we can see Fontana doing and potentially doing as a starter. So then my question is, so let's say we have Fabian, Fontana, Bedoya Harris all starting, obviously. Um, So then Aronson would be a good sub coming off the bench. You got Elsino, you got Aronson, um... Uh, a striker, whether Wooten, Shabilko, Fafa. Right. So you got some good good players coming off the bench. Yeah. Um, so th- I mean, you're really loading up if Fontana's Carvalho's back to health, which is which is nice. Yeah, that was that was good to see him get some minutes and yeah. kind of lock in, lock in the shutout there. So cool. Um, so let's get to rather than doing our power rankings, we're going to start doing a union best, union worst. Uh, we're each going to choose a player who was the best player. For the night, and then who was kind of our weakest player tonight's weakest player? I feel like it's going to be kind of a weak, weak player because we had a shutout and a win. So right. how weak could the team be? Yeah, so I've got I got a couple of names. Um, right, yeah, you go first this time. Clear. All right, cool. So I'm going to tell you my union best, and you better have a second one in mind because I bet. Um, all right, all right. Yeah, all right. I got I got at least two. Okay, cool. So the best player for me for the night, um, and this guy earned. Uh, team of the week this this week was Kai Wagner. He he locked it down on defense. Um, and actually, I was listening to MLS Aces podcast, and he had an interview with Dave Knittle from Bros Talking Soccer podcast. And the Aces guy was saying he wasn't that impressed with Kai Wagner's offense. Said so he was a good defender, not great. It wasn't too impressive with offense, and 
Dave kind of defended him, said, oh, no, he's kind of surprised us all and kind of really explained how good Wag- Wagner's been for us, Wagner's been for us. And so then this game came, and I was like, oh, my gosh, look at Wagner. He had both assists. He didn't really get beaten defensively. He picked up the yellow, which kind of stinks, but that's just a little thing, and it was, it was a good yellow to take on the time. Yeah, I, yeah that's a good call. And I, I, I don't want to make – I don't kind of give the uh, – make an argument for the, for what they're saying on, on MLS aces about his offensive skills. Mm-hmm. I feel like I want to see him kind of make more, uh, like whipping more crosses. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's something he doesn't do as much. He kind of drives into the box and that's how he is. Um, gets it into like the offensive half. But, um, I feel like I want to see him like him more crosses and try to hit like Shabuk on the head and stuff. Mm-hmm. But something I don't feel like he hasn't doing, isn't doing as much. Okay. I mean, that's just like the way yeah. we play, but I feel like that's something that he could uh, improve on. Definitely. All right. So who's... But definitely a good call on the best. Yep. So my union best is Kai Wagner. Who's your union best for uh, the night? I will be Marco Fabian. Good call. Um, I think we've kind of... We were pretty hard on him uh, the past couple <laughs> episodes. Yeah. We In our anti-power rankings of the worst of the worst, right. he was one and two. And and I think that's that was... I don't know. That was fair. Because I think mm. he's is a player that is... Yeah. He's a, a really our, our top signing. A star number 10. So he should be... A, top performer and he hasn't been so we can be rough on him and like that and just because we expect so much out of him mm-hmm. um so seeing that he had this wonder goal this this past week is kind of showed to get a little glimpse of what he could be and he kind of he had a pretty well-rounded game he had a good amount of shots and you know like we said not all of them are uh are bangers but uh he he, he he's getting in there and, and he's making the that kind of play is the kind of play we we need we right. don't have players that can that can make the, the, the those big time shots, so and that's that's what we signed him for. And like, and this is something that I heard on extra time a couple of times about Marco Fabian. Like, if he can be, is he's a signing we 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 signed just to win playoff games, and it, and that's right. all he right. is. Then that's still a successful signing with him. Like he's there for the big time games and the big time moments. So if he shows up there and and has a kind of a mediocre rest of the season. I think that's fine. And that's crazy. Like whenever I heard that, like initially I was like, that's, we, we can't, we're, we're not the kind of team that can sustain us a whole season without our top striker or half top mm-hmm. signing, uh, not hitting like all the time, right, right. but uh, that we're showing that we can actually be that kind of team and he can potentially be that player that we need. So uh, that's my, I'm kind of turning around on Marco Fabian. Cool. Yeah. Um, so, that takes us to our worst of the night. Not, right. not, I mean, not worst is a loose term. Our least effective, I would say, for this 2-0 victory. Um, do you have yours? Uh, yeah. Okay. And have a second ready in case you're sure. thinking about me. So right. my, my least effective player of the night is someone who has been very effective for us recently. But I think on the night he was very invisible. A player who I didn't think was very active. And... Um, so mine was Casper Shabuko. I thought he was invisible. I, I don't think, I mean, obviously he didn't score. He didn't have an assist. I don't think he really got many touches. I, 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 I don't know. Um, the other team strikers were a little more involved than ours and, uh, Fafo was very active. I'm just kind of thinking of guys who are, I remember specifically in the game and, and he kind of stuck out as someone who did not stand out. Yeah, I'm. I, I'm trying. I just pulled up his stats. He had didn't take a shot in that game. Mm. So that's that's not good. That, yeah. You don't you don't like to see that. Yeah, <laughs> from a from a striker. So that's fair. Um, 
Anything else you want to say? Nope. All right, cool. So mine, um, maybe less of a surprise. Okay. I just went with Ray Gaddis. <laughs> Classic. <laughs> I mean, it's not like he had a, as much of a howler as his uh, Salt Lake performance, but um, just oh, it just still felt uncomfortable seeing him. You know, like just yeah. a little worried whenever we're attacking. They're attacking down uh, our uh, our right side. So that's just you know nothing specific. Just uh, you know general feelings about watching him out there. So do you ever pay attention to the Audi player index? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> Why should I? <laughs> exactly. So I just I just randomly pulled it up. Um, and guess who's at the bottom of the Audi player index for the game? Is it Ray? It is Ray. Okay. Ray with at least negative 106. He performed worse than okay. Joe Bendick. I kind of just worse by default than... picked his. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> How is okay? Audi Perry Index is so stupid. It is so stupid. All the subs <laughs> who did not get in: um, R.J. Allen, Andrew Wooten, Joe Bendick, Arion Collin. They all did better than Ray Gaddis, who got to play <laughs> in the soccer game. Apparently, That's so hilarious. Thank you, Audi, for telling us the team would have been better off not playing a right back. <laughs> um, because so he apparently hurt us somehow. No, no, just joking, but. That's just Audi player index. Cool. Um, yeah, guess, guess what player from the night was the top in the player index, play, uh, Audi player index. And I actually, I, I thought this was going to be correct. I just, I just pulled it up. Oh, so, okay. I, I, so you know. I'm going to guess. Okay. So <laughs> Was it CJ? <laughs> it was CJ Sapong, which I thought he did have a pretty decent game. I mean, he was just involved a lot. Yeah, and that's, that's what you'd want from And I striker. guess that's what play, the Audi player index does. Yeah. A lot of involvement is, because he wasn't like super threatening. He was just around the ball a lot. And mm-hmm. Third worst was Fabian Herbers and other yeah. unions. That's cool to see him out there, though. Yeah. You know, I always liked him, so I'm glad he's, he's getting playing time at least. Yeah, he's, he's starting and all. Yeah. Um, but if, if for any of you who work for Audi or care about the Audi player index, top union performer was Bedoya, and right behind him was Madun Union. Nice. So there, you go. there it is, that pointless little stat box. <laughs> all right, guys, so that pretty much wraps up the Chicago Fire game. Um Anything else? I got nothing else to say. It was a pretty boring game. Tweeting yeah. for the brotherly game, like I said, was I was excited to do it by myself, but then I was like kind of bummed because there wasn't much to tweet about. Right, so right. Hopefully, I'll get another game where you're not there and I can tweet out all kinds of fun, funny yeah. stuff. I was making like fire puns, but um, yeah. and then I did have one funny thing where I uh, half time I asked for who would who do you want the first sub to be, and uh, I think Rich Laurie put. Uh, Ric Flair, woo! Nice. And then I replied with 10, and somebody didn't get it. <laughs> <laughs> they, they were like, what? That's hilarious. <laughs> like, oh, so on the substitution note, I, uh-huh. one thing to add from this this game, I did. it was really cool when uh, when Osini was coming on. Oh, there was a big cheer. There was a big cheer. Uh, yeah. That it, was really, that was, I, I've never heard that before. It was that very was audible cool. through the TV. Yeah. When I heard it, I was... I assumed it was going to be El Sino or Wooten. Yeah. I figured it was one of those two because you could hear from the TV that somebody had gotten the call to come into the game and there was a big cheer. Yeah. And there wasn't, I mean, no offense to those who were there, but there wasn't much cheering going on. It was a quieter game. Yeah. It and, was and even uh, some of the Sons of Bang guys like on Twitter said, like, sorry, it was just, you know, that's just kind of the situation the we elements, were in. Yeah. yeah that's, it and was, it was completely understandable. And they still, I, I don't know, they sounded fine. They were still, yeah, you know, yeah. singing it the whole time. But it was, yeah, definitely yeah. a, just a generally lackluster game from definitely. a energy standpoint. Yeah. Yep. But hey, but yeah, it was cool to see Elsina get that cheer and like people are getting, you know, understanding the, the power of Elsino coming off the bench. Yeah. 
Um, speaking of power, after the break, we're going to talk about the power of Zlatan. We're going to get into maybe some union players we wish they still had, and we'll preview the Montreal game this weekend. So let's take a break, and we'll come back after this. Hey, guys, TB Brothers podcast back, presented by the Brotherly Game. Um, AJ and Luke here. We're, we just previewed the Chicago game, talked about the best and the worst, all the fun stuff from that. Um, and one of the bad things that happened in that game was Wagner picked up his fifth yellow card of the season. And the reason why that matters is when you pick up your fifth yellow card, then you have to serve a one-game suspension. Um, now, before I get into anything else, soccer gripe, I, I have to – I one of the things that drives me nuts in league play – and mostly tournament play is yellow card accumulation. It drives me crazy. As a defender, you have to agree with me. Yeah, yeah, I don't. I good. You agree with me because <laughs> I feel like yellow cards sometimes are just a part of the game. Like as a defender, sometimes you have to take down a player. Sometimes you have to make a hard tackle. Sometimes even I mean, not just a defender, but any player needs to kind of send a message. To to the other team, maybe like I gotta take you out and make a hard play or something, and it's it's part of a single game. And there and in tournaments, a lot of the times, what happens is it's just two yellow cards in separate games makes you miss the following game. Whereas, okay, so you know what I'm saying. So like, yeah, say yeah. we're playing a group, and I have three games. First game of the group, I get a yellow card. Second game, clean game, no yellow. Third game, I get a yellow. And now in the knockout stage, my team advances. I have to miss the knockout stage because I got a yellow in the first game and the third game. That first game may have been 10 to 14 days ago. And so because of a yellow that I got two weeks ago, I have to miss the most important game of the tournament for my team to this point. Mm -hmm. And so it drives me crazy that this comes up all the time, yellow card accumulation, that it just takes two yellow cards in a tournament um, to have a player have to sit out when if a player gets two yellow cards in one game, they have to sit out. It doesn't seem to be, like, equal value. Yep. Yeah. Um, and I feel like it, it goes to, like, try to alleviate, like, too much aggressive play. But I feel like that doesn't even happen. Because, right. like, Kai Wagner is not going to change the way he plays because of yellow card accumulation. He's just going to deal with the next time he gets uh, a penalty again. Like, it's, it doesn't really help. Right. So the Union have played how many games? What, 20 games right now? 23. Tw- that's great. So 23 games, and he's picked up five I yellow I think there's, cards. like, certain times where it resets, right? I, I, I don't know, but I'm just going <laughs> to Okay, so let's say. I feel like played, that's a thing. Yeah. He's played 20. Well, in tournaments, definitely. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah but in, in, in right, play, I think, okay. I'm sure it does, too. But, like, okay, so let's, let me, do, I'll give you the benefit of the doubt of that. Let's say after 10 games, it resets. So he's gotten five cards in 13 games. That's less than a, game, a yellow every other game as a defender. And now he has to miss a game because of that. Or if it doesn't reset, five yellows over 23 games. That's one yellow every four and a half games. That's crazy to have to miss, to be suspended a game because of that. Yeah. So that, that, that drives me crazy in soccer. And if I could change um, like 10 laws of the game, that would be one of them. <laughs> Uh, if you want to listen to more <laughs> laws of the game that I would change, knew that was coming. <laughs> That's an episode many, many weeks ago. Whenever we didn't have a union game, where I talked about laws of the game that would be funny to change. Anyway, um, so the reason we're talking about this: Kai Wagner gets a yellow card. He's got to be suspended against Montreal. Zlatan 
was also given a yellow card last week, which was also his fifth yellow of the season. But he did not have to serve a suspension for this Friday's match, his following game. The reason being is because he served a suspension earlier in the season for one of his yellows, an additional game. Although Wagner faced the same thing with a red card, right? He served an additional suspension on a card, so he had already been suspended a game for actions. Um, But yet he's going to have to serve a suspension after his fifth yellow. So Wagner has to serve the suspension against Montreal. Zlatan did not have to serve his suspension against LAFC in the Derby. So do you dare tell me that Kai Wagner is not as big a star as Zlatan Ibrahimovic? That's crazy to say. I'm never saying that. Do you know where Kai Wagner came from? Worked some burger kickers or something. <laughs> yeah, the third division <laughs> in Germany. Not the first, not the, the third. No, I'm just Okay, so anyway. <laughs> so, yeah, obviously, MLS plays those stars I, and all that. And yeah. it, But it is annoying. I, and Okay, so. It'd be hilarious if Slatan had a, serve, a yellow card accumulation suspension after all the trash talk leading up to his game. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh, wait, you do have five yellows. <laughs> Yeah, it's hilarious. And he's trashing like the league and stuff, so they should make him sit out, which yeah. they might because of a dirty yellow. Um I mean a dirty elbow, not yellow, elbow. <laughs> uh which was nasty. He should definitely and he's annoying me right now. Do you love Zlatan or hate him right now? <laughs> love it or hate it, Zlatan. Uh and then we'll get back to the union talk. Yeah, so I don't like him. But I think it's good to have like that kind of I don't know enemy or whatever like what you want to call it mm-hmm. but um yeah i think his his, his trash talks are really annoying um i kind of hate that he backed it up with a three goal game he did against lafc he really but like did. i hate yeah. i hate the trash talk where it's like he's trashing bella and obviously like like he and he was saying that um uh, like where bella's in his prime he's playing in mls and, and when Zlatan was in his, in his prime he was playing you know champions league you know the best leagues in the world and like obviously no one's arguing that and no one's arguing that like, th- like those leagues are better than MLS, and it's just like, why, why are you trashing the league that you're currently playing in? Like, it just, it just didn't make sense, and it just, and it just kind of gave me weird vibes. Um, so I really was rooting for Bella in, in this past game, but uh, yeah, Zlatan had his lots on. Yeah, I'm, I'm definitely in the same boat. Uh, not, not a big fan of Zlatan anymore because he is just kind of trashing, and um, he's, he's playing dirty for being such a good player. He's, he's kind of creating some trouble with yeah i feel like there's every game there's like oh he caught there's a play that he could potentially get suspended for yeah like when he choked sean johnson yeah. like hand around how does that not like that was pretty blatant and this one he sizes up a guy and throws an elbow and yeah it damages the guy to the point where i heard he might need surgery the guy who got elbowed yeah it's crazy like i i, I get you but know kai wagner is serving a suspension <laughs> this weekend because he got a fifth yellow <laughs> oh man uh, okay i'm ls um. So anyway, so would you have Slatan on your team? Would you want him on the union? If the union, okay. So here, so I heard this question on the radio. Um, some guy called in and was talking about Slatan being blah blah blah, um, and the radio guy blah blah, blah said <laughs> blah 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 blah. blah. Just um, answer the question. <laughs> would you would the would I take him on the union right now on a free transfer? 
And so it's tricky because, yes, I don't like all of his garbage off the field. But he can score the most insane goals. But, yeah, if I'm thinking, all right, the Union, like all teams, need a guy who can score a bunch of goals. The Union right now are in a fight to uh, stay atop the East and make a run in the playoffs. I think I would take Zlatan, despite all the crap, despite him not being a great role model, despite all the trash-talking stuff. I think for the sake of my Philadelphia Union fandom and wanting to win, I, I think I'd have to take him. Yeah. What would you say? Yeah, I can't really argue that. Like, there's no player, even Carlos Vela doesn't score some of those goals he scores. Right. And I mean, maybe I'd rather, maybe, okay, would you rather have Carlos Vela? Do I get them right now? Maybe, or is, or is that now the question? Uh, yeah, we can, we, we can make up any question we want. Um, so Zlatan or Vela right now? Uh... Let's just settle on dead air for a while. A nice lull. <laughs> do you want me to answer? Or do you yeah, who would okay. you take? I would. I think I'd take Vela. Yeah. Just, uh, just because it'd be easier to root for, but also mm. because he's going to score as many goals as, as a ton. And I think Vela uh, could fit into our team better than us trying to fit into Zlatan kind of thing, yeah. you know? Because that's, that's what Ellie's doing right now. They're just trying to do whatever they need to keep Zlatan scoring. And Vela is just part of, like, an incredible system that Bob Riley's created. So right. I feel like Vela could fit into our system and still be just as productive, I, I assume. Yeah, follow-up question. Do you prefer a team, and, and this might be obvious because we're Union fans, um, but do you prefer a team that plays kind of a team game like the Union are right now, or would you like to have a superstar like a Rooney, like, uh, obviously, a Zlatan, a Vela, or a Piatti, like... Iguain, a stud who's going to kind of carry the team. So I you're think, like, okay, and let me let me just kind of okay. add more. With a stud, you're kind of guaranteed, you know, to reach a certain spot. You're guaranteed almost a playoff spot because like those guys, they don't miss the playoffs. Um, yeah, and so yeah, tell me, what would you prefer? So I think in general, I prefer uh, like a full complete team. But being that we're Union fans, we've never had that kind of Rooney Satan type player. So I think it'd be fun to experience for a couple of seasons, like, mm-hmm. and have like an effective, true like superstar on our team, and just see how that feels like having that kind of spotlight on the team and and uh, that kind of player on the team. I think that'd be fun. But I think in general, I, I think it's it's I don't know more pleasing to watch a full complete team rather than trying to like force the ball to this one player who's right. trying to do all they can to, to win a game for you but uh yeah i don't know i guess i kind of didn't give a full a good answer or a one-sided answer but yeah because if you if you uh watch obviously if you watch slotten bela these teams we watch uh dc in person a couple times and they they defer to those players a yeah. lot. Everything I, goes towards them. Yeah, and even like you can see like why like just they, seeing Rooney yeah. take a corner kick, you can see the just how much better he is mm-hmm. than other team other right. players. Like it's it's pretty crazy to see just in little moments how much better these players are, and it's that's incredible. That'd be so fun to have on your team for like a, a, you know at any time. But uh, I don't know. I think it's, it'd be interesting. But I like our team. Right. Obviously. Yeah. So um, let's say. Let's say two years down the road, we're going to throw something at you. 
Bedoya retires, uh, Harris retires. Now I've got some money off the books. We got some money to kind of throw around. Is there a potential aging star over in Europe or China? Um, who you could see being a similar esque uh, signing for the Union? So it'd be like a, a couple years. Yeah, let's say that's two, tough. Yeah. Um, I wasn't prepared for this, so I, I don't like hmm. uh, Lukaku or. You know, I, I I don't have these guys' ages off the top of my yeah, head. Yeah, so it's, it's kind of hard to, like, age someone two years and then see, like, where they would be. A Sigurdsson or something. Like, he'd Griezmann be when play. he's up there. I, oh, he'd go to, like, man, yeah, or whatever. He's, yeah, um, Like, Suarez. A Suarez? Luis Suarez. That'd be a pretty cool one. That'd be interesting. I feel like that'd be... I think that'd be worth it, uh-huh. getting a player like him. How about Coutinho? That'd be cool. Oh, yeah, he'd be fun. Uh-huh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Gareth Bale? Sure. Gareth Bale, be a, yeah, he's he's he can score some big big time goals. Yeah, and he, I, well, he needs a team. <laughs> he needs a team <laughs> quick. Yeah, <laughs> quick Today. as soon as possible. <laughs> Gareth Bale needs a team. So yeah. So okay, cool. That's, Good, a, that's a cool answer. Yeah, man. as a union team, yeah, we've never had that, and it would be cool to kind of buy a union jersey with the name of. Yeah, I I would think about that. Like it's cool seeing. As much as we hate DC, it's cool seeing Rooney jerseys in MLS. Yeah. You know, like, that's interesting. That's something I've never thought I'd be able to say. And, like, as soon as the union signed a comm, you, you bought oh, one. Yeah, you bought his one. shirt. <laughs> and you were like, and that was kind of like the biggest union signing at that time. Oh, yeah. I was psyched I was, for it. Right? Yeah. I bought that. And then I was like, oh, no. And then, <laughs> it's still, I mean, it's a cool-looking jersey. Yeah. It is a cool-looking jersey. Um, yeah. yeah. So, L.A. Derby happened Friday night. It was... I personally liked watching because as a union fan, I didn't have kind of a horse in the race, you know, because kind of got a chance to watch some high quality soccer, two teams, two fan bases kind of all going at it. Um, But then I was kind of thinking like, will the union ever, ever have a rival like that? There's not going to be, I mean, there's no, I I don't know. There's not like a team. Like we don't have two teams of the same sport in our city. No, not two baseball teams, not two basketball, not two football teams. I think the the only way is if some if if some miracle some team actually went to Center City Philly and we still had the Union in Chester. <laughs> like I was thinking about that. Like that would never obviously happen, but like that would be like the the like literal similarity to mm-hmm. this one. But I think South like, Street Soccer <laughs> guys. Um, I think. Broad Street Ballers. The only thing that could be, like, a close rival like that would be, like, I don't know if, like, Pittsburgh got a team. Mm. And then, like, after, like, it still would then take, like, years to, like, kind of build it up. Because I don't, it's not like it's that immediate of a rival, like, an L.A., mm-hmm. like, L.A. Classico or whatever. But, um. What if Red Bull moved down to uh, Camden? If they just kept moving further down <laughs> to Jersey. <laughs> and then they eventually <laughs> dropped the New York and just went Camden Red Bulls. Or NJ, NJRB. New Jersey Red Bull. Yeah, that's probably an easy transition. Yeah. But, uh, like, yeah, that could do it. But then they're also, like, they are also already an established rival to NYC and at NDC. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, so I don't, I don't know if we'll have, like, that kind of experience. Yeah. Yeah. But, I mean, I feel like rivalries, like, it could grow organically. Like, mm-hmm. we have, like, weird games with Orlando and, uh, that's one that you stuck know, out. Yeah. things like that could happen without, like, needing to have, like, some sort of geographic connection or whatever. Yeah, I feel like the two games back-to-back with Orlando could have presented a chance to be more of a, I don't know, start spark to a rivalry. Right. But we always have weird, yeah, like I say, always have weird weird games with that. Mm. Um, yeah, cool. 
Yeah. So, no. That's the answer. <laughs> I guess no, the answer is kind of no. Yeah. No. That's fine. I like the idea of a Pittsburgh rivalry. Yeah. Like, I, I, from like all like the expansion news, I don't, I haven't heard them pop up. So I feel like that's maybe unlikely. Yeah. I mean, but they've got the River Hounds. Then they, they draw a good, good crowd. They got a cool stadium on yeah. the river. And I don't think they're going to grow beyond USL at this point. Not that they need to. It's a solid. Until you get to pro rel. So let's talk about pro rel. No, just <laughs> no. kidding. We're, we're not getting into pro rel. We don't have that kind of time. Um, that will be a definitely off-season topic. Oh boy. Can't or not. Um, all right. So the next kind of question about players coming in. Let me ask you. I'll ask you this one. Okay. Ask me this one. Is there a union player still playing soccer who you wish we still had? So a union player, uh, this is something we, we said we would cover last episode, but didn't have time. So we're going to do it right now. Right. So who is not with us anymore, but still playing soccer. Sure. Yeah. So I'm not talking like a Barnett, uh, not talking. Yeah. Like um, a current, a current get soccer him on player. The current roster. Yeah. So thinking about this one, I know your answer. You said this one very quick. Right. And then I came up with this one who I was very proud of Rosenberry. Yeah. I think Rosenberry would would come in. I think that's, I think that'd be an easy fill in where I wish we still had him. Um, and that'd be, be make a lot of people happy. It definitely would as a fan favorite. And also as a, just a getting Ray Gattis off the field. Cause imagine Rosenberry on, on the right, uh, Wagner on the left. That, that's pretty, pretty dangerous duo yeah. of fullbacks. And it's, and it's something that's, it's funny. Like we, we talked ourselves into thinking the Rosenberry trade was logical because Rosenberry wasn't as like, I don't know. wasn't as active and like what was it? Wasn't able to cover when he went up the field. He wasn't able to cover back as well as like we might have needed someone to play in this in this uh, new system. But like, I think he would have like been fine. Like I don't. Yeah. I don't think like I don't he, think Ray's he, doing anything special. Yeah, like that. if maybe if just Keegan was a little more uh, like controlled when he went up the field, mm-hmm. he would have been able to recover when like when he needed to. Um, and that's just something like learning a system, not like changing the entire like players like skill set that's something that he could have adjusted to and done done pretty well yeah the only thing i would argue against myself for with this is the fact that we're in first place right now we've got a great defensive record and yeah so who am i to argue that right we have a defender and the defense isn't good enough it's just that we talk about ray gettis every week so it's something that everyone knows could be an improvement so and my son it's not a bad shot and i named my son keegan so. so there's that there's that. Uh, so, so the player that you wish we would still have, who's still currently playing soccer right now, is Borg Dachkal. Dachkal. Yeah. And I, while I was spoke highly of Marco Fabian a couple minutes ago, I still think uh, Dachkal could, like, if he ca- if he stayed on this team and continued his form from last season. That'd be crazy dangerous, and and I know Fabian like what like what I said like obviously Fabian's here for to win the big time games and play make those big time plays, but if Dashkel's racking up fifteen assists, eight goals, I mean we're we're definitely did he have eight couple, goals last? I just kind of made that oh, up, but he had yeah. a bunch of assists. I don't know he had a, I don't know a handful of goals. Yeah, yeah, but like he that that'd be that'd be kind of huge because we did miss Fabian a lot and right, and, right. and we potentially dropped a lot of points because of that so we could we could be even a, even more of a comfortable position right now if we had uh, mm-hmm. a player like Dodgeball. but 
We have Fabian and uh, and Dodge Call. He didn't really get hurt last year, right? I mean, no, he just had a slow start. Yeah, he had a slow start, yeah, and then once he got in, he was slow. he was kind of yeah. locked in, and it was yeah, yeah it was, he was a pretty fun player to watch. So no. yeah, that was my, my my pick. I didn't really. <laughs> it's it's kind of weird with this team. There's really not a lot of player current players that uh we could kind of choose from. Right. Yeah. I guess you got Akam, Sapong, Herbers. There are many guys still in the league who we don't have who you would want back or something. Jordan Harvey. Oh, that's that's a nice one. Mm-hmm. Just saw that one. Okay, okay. See, is he he's on the right? To right? left, I think. Oh, he's on the left. Okay, yeah. so maybe that's less less useful. But yeah, but so yeah, cool. All right, um, all right. So cool. let's get into uh, Montreal prediction. All right, so Montreal, we're playing Montreal this weekend. We're going up to Canada, playing there at Stade Saputo. Um, cool place if you've never been. I went there, watched them play few years ago. Nice. It's a five three loss. Exciting game. Yeah, it's funny you didn't invite me to that one. It's cool. Uh <laughs> let's not get into personal gripes. Um <laughs> took my buddy Murray and he had a good time. So Murray, if you're listening, thanks for going there. Uh that's what good friends do. Cool. Um cool. 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 Fun. cool cool cool. Uh the Doopy Friends podcast will be coming out <laughs> next week. Me and my buddy Murray. Wait, what? What <laughs> so next week uh, Kai Wagner's out. Who starts at left back? Two choices. Fabinho, Real, third choice, none of the above. <laughs> well, I get Gattis, actually. Oh, yeah, Gattis. Whatever. But <laughs> that'd be hilarious. Uh, no, I, I think it it, I, I re- it has to be Matt Real, right? It has There's to be. no way Fabinho could play after the way he played in, in Salt Lake. There is a way, though. I know it's a, it's an option, but, like, come on. Yeah, Curtin could this say... this is a planned thing that, like, we know... The Biden's word, fa- the name Fabinho could come out of Curtin's mouth. There is a way, oh but boy. that would be, that would be rough. But yeah, let's say let's say Real has to get the start there. Um, so that's kind of an easy one. But what about strikers? We've got two striker spots. We've got Fafa, who is coming off a good game. Chabilko, who was kind of invisible. Vuton, who uh, didn't play but still performed better than Ray Gaddis, <laughs> according to Aldi. Um, yeah. So, who who starts for you? For me, um, I don't know because it, it makes me nervous that Wooten didn't get in the last game. I don't know maybe it was just like the heat precaution and like we had a, a pretty comfortable lead, um, but maybe he w- isn't like still a hundred percent ready to start. Um, so maybe he still is on the bench, but I mean, like I'd like to see him and Fava start. That'd be my like my choice, but uh, like I. I just because of that, I kind of feel like maybe maybe it wouldn't be a surprise if he's on the bench another week. I totally agree. I, I my preference would be Vooten and Fafa. I think Chabilko could use a break. I think Fafa played well. I'd like to see Vooten. Um but we 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 won, and and Jim is pretty consistent with if you have a winning team, we don't really need to change much. And so, other than MLS yep. saying you have to change Wagner out. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I yeah, I prefer to see Vooten over Chibilko for the for the start, but I'd understand Chibilko starting. Yeah, because even like before uh, this past couple games, he scored in like every game for like mm-hmm. four games right, straight. So right. he's obviously you know not not like completely going cold. But uh, do you have Fontana or Aronson? I mean, again, ideally for for myself, I would choose Fontana, but I I could. I I feel like it's still going to be Aaronson mm-hmm. just because that's what that's again another gym thing that uh, he's gonna, probably going to stick with what he knows or what he, what he 
what he's been going with. Right. So it was, it, I, don't, I don't know, but it's it's like it's one of those things like it's two homegrowns like it it it's less of a I don't know like a to, like it's it's it should be an easier easy decision to like switch them out and get get them both experience starting right, minutes. Right. But, but um, I don't know. With Aronson, mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. And uh, does Derek Jones get in? What was that? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> um, but uh, have you heard? Is Moa do healthy? What, what notes are you looking at? Oh, oh, wait, I'm on the wrong page. I'm on the 2000, <laughs> whatever year that was. Year, <laughs> 16. Hour. Anyway, okay, so we're in, we're away against Montreal. They yeah. have lost four straight. Yeah, I, yeah, four straight games. You yeah. need to. Apparently, their coach is like ripping off, ripping into their team, like making saying they're not like playing well enough and working hard enough. And apparently, there might be some. Uh, some locker room drama, it seems uh, like. Uh, I don't know the exact quotes, but uh, it seems like there's some some things they need to work through. So could be a good time to to be visiting Montreal. Last time we played them, we beat them 3-0. So, Luke, what's your prediction for this game? Um, I'm going to say 2-1. Two, 2-1. One. Two, one. Yeah. That's funny. That's what we're going to. We're going to win 2-1. Okay. And who's, who scores the goals for you? Um, I think... It's going to be Fafa and Bedoya. And yeah, I think that's what's going to happen. Cool. I think, yeah, I, one thing to know, I think Piazzi's like on the verge of possibly coming back. So that's oh, something okay. like if that, if that happens, that'd be uh, scary. But he's been gone for I don't know, like half the season mm-hmm. with his injuries. So, but I think they're talking about like he's, he's like on the verge of coming back. So hopefully not this game. Yeah. I'll go with another two nothing win. I think we keep a shutout. Nice. And I think I think goals also come from uh Fafa and Putin. I nice. think Putin gets in. I think he gets his first goal. That'd be fun. Gets his uh uh what what opens his account with the union. There you go. Puts the dupe <laughs> in the old onion bag. Is that what they call? Yeah. I was watching the game with uh Kate and her friend and Union scored the other night and like, why is there an onion going into a sack? And I was like, oh, it's, it's a classic. Dupe in the old it's, onion bag. And they're like, some, like... The union, like, specifically has some weird terms to try to, like, <laughs> describe to non-soccer fans. And so then they start making fun, like, oh, dupe in the old onion bag. Oh, yeah, it's classic. Always you do that in soccer. That's what you do. I remember that from when I was a kid. We'd put the onion in the bag. So oh, that was a funny thing as a little observation. Cool. So, Luke's got two one. I got two zero. Um, who'd I say? Oh yeah, Fafa and Wooten. Awesome. Nice. It's been a good, good little show here. Uh, not sure when we'll get another guest on. Working on a couple things. Um, got the Montreal game coming up. After that. We'll be going to the D.C. game the following week. So yeah. if you're going to that game, give us a shout-out so we can try and meet up. Yeah, we'll um, both be there. Yeah, we'll both be there one way or another. So just kind of letting you guys know about that because um, we've met up with a couple people going to D.C. games. So Yeah, should be a fun one. Um, another thing, uh, vote for Omri Gal in the MLS Works. Uh, what's the – it's like – uh, like volunteer of the year kind of thing. It, it's a to win a big prize for uh, commu- MLS Works Community MVP contest. 
Design FC. Design FC, yeah. Uh, so Amri Gal um, and Warren Caval teamed up with uh, Chester. Shoot, what was the school called? Uh, like middle school, uh, a middle school in Chester to, to create a little design program for kids to uh, design soccer jerseys. Uh, and they put on a little like a little art show for it. It was really, really looked really cool from the from things we seen on um, on uh, Twitter and stuff. So yeah, vote for him to uh, he gets a twenty five dollar or twenty five thousand uh, dollar like scholarship to go to the school, which would be really cool to go to their art program, which is uh, something uh, I'm invested in. I'm a as a designer, it's pretty fun to see uh, stuff like that uh, pop up. So yeah, vote for him. A little Twitter vote, and um, yeah, hopefully they win. Definitely. That's cool. Good job. All right, guys. Well, thanks for listening. Um, let us know what you guys think. Haven't heard from you guys in a little bit, so. Get <laughs> <laughs> lonely out here. <laughs> we see the numbers. We know you're listening, but yeah, we miss you guys. Uh, so congrats to the union winning, stay in first place. Let's get another three points this weekend. Uh, yeah, this is AJ. And Luke. Have a good week. See ya. Bye. Thank you.